When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Acast Recommends. Every week, we pick one of our favourite shows. And this is one we think you're going to love. Hello, I'm Jeff Lloyd, and I recently had a baby with Ed Miliband. A baby podcast, that is. It's a spin-off of our show, Reasons to be Cheerful. It's called Cheerful Book Club, and it's conversations with some of the best writers working in the world today. You'll really enjoy our chats with people like US broadcasting legend Rachel Maddow, literary giant Ian McEwan, and the big short and moneyball author Michael Lewis. Feed your brain with ideas from the Cheerful Book Club. You'll find us on the excellent Acast app or wherever else you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the biggest podcasts from Ireland and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Everything is Black and White podcast brought to you by Chronicle Live, bringing you the latest insight on everything to do with Newcastle United. You can find us on iTunes, Acast, Spotify or most podcast providers. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. I'm your host Andrew Musgrove and I'm joined by our Chief Sports Writer Lee Ryder. Now with the football season postponed for the foreseeable future, many had jokingly predicted that a takeover story would break at some point and on Sunday night that did actually happen. The claims written up by The Telegraph that the PIF of Saudi Arabia, who were linked with the move for Newcastle United many months ago, have now informed the Premier League of their intentions should Mike Ashley accept what is at the moment a proposal to buy the club. Here's Lee Ryder's latest understanding of the situation. I don't really think we've moved on from probably the last time we discussed takeovers on this podcast. Uh, I think I told you on deadline day it was evening time we'd done a special podcast and we ended up talking about takeovers then and basically from the Saudi Arabian sort of group who have been linked with Newcastle for the last couple of months uh, there was no bid on the table concrete bid and I've checked with people since this story came out last night and they're still saying that you know they haven't seen the money um i find it difficult to imagine how a takeover can really move quickly at the moment especially right now where we're all in lockdown we don't know how long it's going to go on for mike ashley's out the country interested parties certainly can't get around and start looking at books and getting in offices so very difficult to uh, see anything happening on it anytime soon. So we'll see. Is there interest? Yes, but we've said that all along. Uh, is there a bid? doesn't feel like there is at the moment. So Lee, after what has been a reasonably quiet time for Newcastle United takeovers or potential Newcastle United takeovers, why do you think that this story has emerged again? Do you think now is a good time to buy a football club, given what is going on you know, across the globe? I think that 
my my take on this is is that basically the people who are interested in buying they know it's been a bad week for Mike Ashley and I think it's just a little nudge from them, a little reminder that, you know, this thing is still out there. It's still a proposal. Um whether Mike Ashley last time was satisfied with the price, whether he's satisfied with everything that, that you know went went on in the background. Um you could only ask him really, but the reality is this has come back to the surface again in in the last twenty four hours and Newcastle as a club have said no comment. The Premier League have now told us no comment. I, I personally think it's it's possibly been leaked from the Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund side, um just as a little gentle reminder that there is still some money there and you know they could be interested in doing it. Whether that's at Mike Ashley's price, I think was probably the reason why it hasn't moved in the last two months. Uh, Ashley will want a massive price for Newcastle. Uh, he'll want it to be worth his while. And I think the people who are interested, there's more than just one. There's more than just one group who are interested. Uh, whether they've got the money that'll satisfy him. Uh, that's you know another question, but I, I do think that this is just a gentle nudge to say, look, we're still interested, but this is the price. Well, that's the price Mike Ashley uh, is satisfied with. As I say, you'd have to ask him. So Mike Ashley's had a pretty bad week in terms of PR regarding Sports Direct and his attempt to keep open his sports shops, as he described them as essential to the general public given Boris Johnson's lockdown in the face of coronavirus. Do you think that the bad publicity that he's received over the past few days, will that have any bearing on this decision to sell Newcastle United if indeed the interest uh, becomes a substantial bid? Yeah, I think Mike Ashley has had that bad week, as you mentioned, in terms of PR with Sports Direct, uh, the season tickets. It's been a bad, bad week in terms of PR, but... Will that change his opinion? I don't think it will. It'll come down to money, and if it's a ridiculous offer, then I think he would take it if there was a big bid on the table. I think, you know, will he be tempted just because he's had a bad week? No, because he's 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 weathered worse storms than this. Um, he knows that these things come and go and get replaced in the paper. It seems to disappear and then build up to like a one-off interview with a national paper, which then kind of deflects everything and almost makes out that he's doing good and everything he's doing at the club is right and it's the, the fans that are in the wrong for protesting. Um, that That's what happened last time. If you remember that interview in the summer in the Daily Mail when he basically tried to paint this picture that, you know... He was doing it exactly by the book, um, but I think we all know that we all know now that you know the fans can't be brainwashed. Newcastle's a club that you know I'm not saying they could win the league. Um, they haven't probably got that much money. Um, they would need a wealthy owner to do that, but we're not asking them to win the league. What we're asking is to to show some ambition and you know try and get up in that sort of top six, top eight area of the table instead of fending off relegation every year. And, you know, being worried about whether you can field a strong team in the cup or not. 
that's what the fans want. They want to see some ambition. Um, we know that the potential's at Newcastle because unlike a lot of other clubs, there's 50,000 sort of diehards who turn up uh, every home game, regardless of the situation. So I just think with Mike Ashley now, <clears throat> he's got the point where he will sell the club, but it, as I say, it's going to have to be that ridiculous offer. Uh, and until that comes, uh, we're probably just going to have to uh, get on with it. Um, at the moment, this situation we're in, this nightmare scenario for everybody, uh, the bigger things to worry about than football, um, but it's just exposing. What it's doing is it's bringing all these problems to the surface uh, and it's exposing Mike Ashley's business techniques and... I think it's that part of it is interesting. It's not pleasant, but it's certainly interesting. So we'll see what how Mike Ashley um, comes back from this. He's out the country at the moment, um, but I do. I, I would expect that he'll use his PR people to try and get some what he would see as positivity uh, back out there. But you know, in a week where he's had the Sports Direct problem, he's had the season tickets, and now. Uh, laid off all the club staff. Uh, I think it's it's going to be very difficult to persuade people that uh, there there is some positivity there. Given that we've been here many times before in the last kind of twelve years or so, surely now is the time that Mike Ashley owes the fans more than just a simple no comment. What is your message to Mike Ashley? Yes, I do think that you know the fans are entitled to an explanation. Um, something on the record, something from the top. Um, we don't normally get that. We just get muffled messages and muffled denials. That's how Newcastle United <clears throat> has been under Mike Ashley for too long. He doesn't want to speak to the press. Um, it's almost a, a bit of a stand joke now among, amongst reporters where <clears throat> you get people sending you tweets in that you're in Mike Ashley's pocket or that, you know, there's some kind of PR agreement or, you know, there's, there's preferred media partners and things like that. Uh, nothing could be further from the truth. Mike Ashley has never been interested in talking to any of the press. Um, the, probably the most the most dialogue I had with uh, his people was probably when um, we were banned for two years. Uh, so that's far from being in anybody's pocket. It's uh, It's complete nonsense. Um, that suggestion where we've heard it down the years. Uh, I, I think where it where it stems from is probably the relationship with the, the chairman that was there before Mike Ashley with, with Freddie Shepard, and he had a very close relationship with with journalists, um, which is exactly what their job is, by the way, uh, is to to get you know on the record information. Uh, he had a closer relationship and. Yeah, that's where the pocket thing comes. I think it's very fanzine-y. Um, but that's that's people's interpretation of it. Um, but sadly, it couldn't be further from the truth. You brought the story this morning that the club's staff have been placed on furlong leave. Were you surprised at that news? What's your take on it? I mean, as far as staff being uh, laid off, put on leave, um, I think it's heartbreaking. I really do. I think it's a horrible thing in these uncertain times that people, you know, then have an uncertain future. They don't know when they're going to be going back to work. Um, 
it's a horrible situation really and you know you just hope that there is you know some some light at what what feels like it's a a long dark tunnel at the moment uh i think really newcastle united it's a decision that's come from the very top it's come from mike ashley he's the one who's um trying to take advantage of the government's scheme i personally think they could have they could have rolled with the punches through this they could have sustained this um the big earners or the players um certainly certainly nobody's fault um but you know you've seen in other countries your barcelona's uh, 70% of the wages um coming off i mean i think that's where the that's where money is saved i don't think it's saved by laying off chefs uh, charity workers you know people at the academy uh, cleaners all that sort of stuff i i, I don't believe that uh, that that is the answer I, I don't think it was necessary um and i've you know, my heart goes out to all the staff who've uh, experienced that um today and especially via an email i think that um is very difficult so over the weekend a few names were linked to newcastle united is it business as usual? What are the plans for the transfer market when the season finally does end and, and we can talk about new rivals for a new season? You look at that and yet there's a couple of names linked. Newcastle know they are going to have to buy. When all this is over, um, they are going to have to buy some new players for the for the next season. The midfield area is a big concern because Isaac Hayden is unsettled, I'm led to believe, and People like the Longstaff brothers in contract limbo, um, being linked to some big agents who can certainly secure them a move to a, a you know bigger club. There's no escaping it, um, a more ambitious club. So Newcastle could be left short-handed in terms of midfielders. Um, I mean, it's just I seen the other day a rerun of the Man United game. <clears throat> where we won one nil and Matty Longstaff scored the goal and you know this is a kid who's had a dream rise, the first team pitch fully deserved, uh, and now you know even before all this kicked off he was, he was out in the cold he was getting left out of the team, um, you know, coinciding with not signing the contract he was being left out of the team, so read into that what you will but I just think it's a crying shame if they lose a, a Geordie lad. Um, to a bigger club, and the midfield area is one that you know they are looking to to bring players in. But it's, <coughs> it feels like false economy to me that you've got a player that's you know potentially could be worth fifteen plus million um, in in the years to come in Matty Longstaff, and do you go on, having to go out and buy a player uh, from from overseas, which doesn't doesn't make sense. Um, but there you have it. Um, is the scouting still going on? Well, I guess some of it will be. But from the information that I've got, some of the recruitment team uh, have also been placed on uh, furlough leave. So we'll just have to uh, wait and see what happens in the summer or whenever the season restarts. It's all a bit of a, you know, it's a journey in the unknown for everybody and uh, a worrying one. But... Yes, they've got players on, on lists and players they've looked at and scouted. I think they'll be, once it restarts, they will have some money to buy players and I think they will bring in 
probably three to five new players in the summer, but expect departures because uh, some players aren't happy in there. Well, there you have it, the latest from Lee Ryder on Newcastle United. We do hope that you're keeping sane during this lockdown and head over to our website for all the latest Newcastle United news, including lots of nostalgic pieces. And we'll continue to bring you podcasts, all the latest news, and as well as our unpopular opinion episodes, episode three will drop later this week. In the meantime, please do keep safe. This has been the Everything is Black and White podcast. This is Acast Recommends. Every week, we pick one of our favourite shows. And this is one we think you're going to love. Hello, I'm Jeff Lloyd, and I recently had a baby with Ed Miliband. A baby podcast, that is. It's a spin-off of our show, Reasons to be Cheerful. It's called Cheerful Book Club, and it's conversations with some of the best writers working in the world today. You'll really enjoy our chats with people like US broadcasting legend Rachel Maddow, literary giant Ian McEwan, and the big short and moneyball author Michael Lewis. Feed your brain with ideas from the Cheerful Book Club. You'll find us on the excellent Acast app or wherever else you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the biggest podcasts from Ireland and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts.